BeFabble listeners. So glad you could join us today. This is episode 62 of the BeFabble podcast. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and stressed with your social media? Do you feel like social media is taking your time away from other money-making activities? Well, then you're in the right place today. The earbuds are loaded just right because I'm super excited to introduce you all to Maya Neal. Now, Maya is the owner of Elise Creative Management, and she is here to help you take action so you can show up consistently for your business. Now, she graduated during the pandemic with a marketing degree and soon realized the job that she had lined up, like so many other things, no longer existed with the pandemic. Now, she didn't stay down for long. She realized she had a passion for helping others through marketing. So she created Least Creative Management, where your time is a luxury. She is a luxury social media agency, and she's dedicated to helping you elevate your online presence, activate your inner CEO, and unlock next-level business growth through organic social media marketing. Now, she firmly believes that marketing is social media, and social media is marketing, and those strategies that you need to use to find your ideal client, to get engagement and to use social media as a lead magnet to connect you. We're going to dive in today about when you know you need one. We're going to talk about how you go about finding one, some red flags. Now, we all know that prices are all over the place and rates are all over the place because social media managers are almost a dime a dozen now. But let me tell you, Maya Neal is legit. She is so down to earth. She is so good at what she does and she uses all the stats, and she gets to know you and your business and listens to your goals. So she would create a platform for you to grow on. So make sure you hit the show notes and link back to everything she talks about today. Make sure you go to visit her, grab one of her free audits, grab one of her love up your glam or edit one of your glams. Let her talk to you for a little bit. Her DMs are open. And she's an amazing person to get to know. She's an amazing person that wants you to succeed as much as she does. She's another small business creative owner helping other small business creative owners. So this is what we're talking about today on the BeFabble podcast. Social media managers. When do you need one? How do you go about finding one? That's our topic today. So everybody... Crank it up, grab some notebooks, grab some pens and papers, and let's talk social media marketing. This is the BeFabble Podcast. Super excited that you're here. Thanks for coming along on our journey. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the BeFabble Podcast. Episodes full of candid conversations that speak to the hard truth that it takes more than hustle and luck to be your own CEO. Being a creative entrepreneur and running a business is not at all like the glam that you see on Instagram or reality TV. The truth is, it's showing up every single day, putting in the blood, sweat, and yes, lots of tears. Oh, do not forget all the hard work. I'm your host, Bobby Brinkman, photographer, coach, speaker, wedding industry educator, diet Mountain Dew addict. You see why, right? I am hitting the pause on that hustle and luck myth button because it's more than getting a really cute website and hanging a now open sign. Not just waving the magic wand so that all the success, money, and clients will just be lined up, ready to hire you. Hope is not a business strategy, my friends. And along with my guests, the goal of our podcast is to motivate, educate, and celebrate creative entrepreneurs discussing topics and information that will help you get and keep you in that CEO mindset through our candid conversations. You're going to hear stories from other creatives at different stages along their career journey. They'll be sharing the same struggles you have, as well as business insights, tools, and foundations that they have in place to keep their businesses moving forward, no matter what kind of S-H-I-T tries to knock you off your career path. I want to challenge you to unapologetically keep showing up to attract your ideal clients, serve them in the most fab way, while collecting a purpose-driven paycheck. I want to empower you to create a career that you not only love and are proud of, but also one that your clients love and will support even more. Now let's get started. All right, everyone.
everybody. I'm so excited. Look who I have. You can't see because I don't put this on social media, but I bet my guests will tell me soon I need to start doing that, right? But <laughs> I am so happy. I have Maya Neal here with me. And a lot of you know her on Clubhouse. That's where I have met her. And I have literally fallen in love with her spirit, y'all. She is motivational. She's inspirational. And she doesn't make you feel like you need to be the be all end all on social media. She meets you where you are. And for those of you that follow me, you know, that's very important to me. So I'm super excited. We're going to chat today about social media managers. And you all sent some in some good questions. So I've exchanged a little bit with Maya, but we're also going to have that kind of candid conversation portion that we talk about a lot where I put her on the hot seat once in a while. So we're going to dive in and Maya, I do want you to take a second and, and introduce yourself just a little bit. As most listeners know, you, I don't spend a lot of time talking about bios. They can get that in the show notes. But I, I got to know, social media manager, and why is this your career choice? How did you end up here, my friend? Yes. Yeah, so first of all, thanks so much for having me, Bobby. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Um, and so my career got started during the pandemic, right? The crisis that we all had to pivot and figure out what we were going to do. Um, I was graduating um, in the middle of the pandemic during lockdown and my job offer that I had fell through. And so I was sitting at home and I was like, you know, I just graduated. What am I going to do? Like, I can't just be sitting doing nothing. Um, I had done social media a lot in several internships and my degree was in marketing. Right. Um, and so I was just kind of thinking to myself, where do I want to take this? I knew that I wanted to do social media. And that's just something I had ended up falling in love with um, during my time in college and during my internships. And I was like researching. I'm like, okay, I'm applying for all these jobs. I had applied for like 100 plus, um, nothing. I rarely heard back from any of them that I applied for. Um, there was a hiring freeze. And so I was like, okay, how can I, you know, do something that I love and, you know, I guess like still make money, but like do something that I love. I never was a typical person that liked the nine to five either. Right. Um, like in my job, I was, they'll be like, Ma, you want to take another shift? I'm like, no, I got to go. <laughs> 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 no, uh, it's time for me to go. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, let me, let me do some research. And actually the first thing I came across was um, people that did VA and um, Pinterest. And right. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Don't think that's really what I want to do. And I kept digging and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a whole world of people that just specifically have their own social media management agency and that's what I want to do. And so I did a lot of research and I just kind of went for it full force. There wasn't very much planning, I guess I should say. Right. Um, I just kind of went for it. And so that's how I got started. And about six months into my business, I gained my first client and I was so excited. Um, but that's just how my business came to be. Well, so I think that's a lot of people, especially small business people, right? They start their mm -hmm. business because, hey, there isn't a need. I'm looking for something or I needed this and I couldn't find it. And I'm sure you were not alone. I mean, you just went off to school and you've got a degree in marketing. Did you think right off the bat you would be working for yourself or was your plan kind of like, I'll go work the nine to five for somebody. But when I put money in the pocket, it's going to be mine. I mean, were you eventually going this path? Honestly, no, I wasn't wow. like I originally thought I had to go the corporate route. And when I think back, I'm like, oh, my goodness, as a child, I would always come up with my own businesses that I wanted. There was like so many. I think I wanted to be a fashion designer and have my own collection at one time. Right. I wanted to open up my own dance studio at one time because I have a love for dance. Um, and so I never pictured like as I grew older, I never pictured like having my own business. It was never something that really crossed my mind. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go the corporate route and hopefully I land a job where I can work from home and be flexible. That's ultimately was my right. thinking um, because I knew eventually, like when I started a family, I wanted that flexibility to like be with them and be very present in their lives like my parents were. Um, and I knew like working from home was going to like give me that flexibility. So that was my process. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go the corporate route. Hopefully I'll land a work from home job and it'll wow. all work out. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't go that route. <laughs> wow. well, see, but, but at 
look at this, but now with the social media background, you could you can be involved in somebody's dance studio or you can be involved in somebody's fashion. So at, at this point, I would love your definition of what a social media manager is, because we hear mm-hmm. a lot of buzz about that. It, it's a big buzz. And for our purposes, do you just stick with wedding professionals or do you work with creatives? I know you do uh, designers, but is that pretty much creatives where you sit? And so what is your definition of what a social media manager is? Yes. So that's actually a good question because depending on the person, I feel like this definition um, can vary. So I feel as though a social media manager is someone that is a part of your team that understands your vision. And what they do is you have your goals, right? You already have a marketing plan in place, but you cannot execute that social media marketing aspect. So they come in, you tell them their goals. They're like, okay, this is how we can use social media to reach your goals. They implement that strategy. They're creating that content for you and they're tracking your analytics and making sure that you're seeing those results. Um, And so I think a lot of people kind of get confused because there is social media manager and social media strategist. Um, And I feel as though social media strategists just give you the strategy and you have to implement it on your own rather than a social media manager is doing the strategy and the implementation for you as well. Um, So that's kind of the difference between the two. I also will say in regards to like who I work with, I personally love creatives. Um, That's just who I am. I'm a creative person. I'm not very boring at all. So yes, I do specialize in the wedding industry just because um, I have experience within the industry. My mom is a previous wedding planner and designer. um, And so I know a lot about the industry and I saw a need for social media management there. So that I gravitated toward that naturally. But of course, I work with several different other creatives as well. And I'm always looking to like think outside the box and work with new people. So and I think that's why it keeps your excitement going too, because you that. So first hot seat question, I heard you say social media marketing like you believe maya that the social media needs to be a marketing plan so can you help our listeners define why you think social media is a marketing plan because again there's people that disagree and agree but from your where you sit from behind your lens this is a marketing point that many of us are missing because we they set and repeat and we'll dive into that a little bit but from where you sit on that hot seat right now, I'm asking you, how is it a marketing plan? How are we mm-hmm. supposed to be using social media? Yeah, so I definitely believe it's a marketing plan. If you really think about it, most businesses are small businesses. They tend to lack that marketing plan aspect of their business. It's okay, like you have word of mouth. That's awesome. That's great. But what else is going to get you out there, right? How are you going to reach the people that you need to reach? There's ads, but that goes back to social media. Um So a lot of, I just feel the way that the world is moving, it's moving towards digital marketing and especially moving towards social media marketing. Everyone is spending time there. Um, You know, we are seeing that most people are looking to vouch and vet their whoever they're working with. And so social media is definitely needs to be a part of your marketing plan. And even as I sit down with like wedding professionals and I chat, you know, there's the not the wedding wire, all these places, but they're not really always seeing a return on investment. So I'm like, okay, what else are you doing to market yourself? And they're like, oh, well, I have referrals and word of mouth. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But like, what are you actively doing every day to help bring in those leads? Because what happens if You know, we can't meet face to face. We can't talk to each other like during the pandemic. What happens then? All you have is really social media to connect. So, yeah, it's a marketing plan on its own. You have to have goals. Um, I think setting those goals and knowing what they are is really going to help guide that marketing plan when it comes to social media as well. I feel like a lot of people also give me very surface level goals. I'm like, okay, well, what are your goals for social media? Oh, I want to grow my following. Okay, that's great. I love that. But like, what are your big dreams and goals for your business? Because that's going to help me put a plan together, put a plan in place that's really going to help you meet that goal. Um, obviously, followers are great, but followers does not equal money. It does not equal leads. It does not equal any of that. <laughs> so it's very important to know, you know, what your big goals are. Um, that way, whenever you do choose to work with a social media manager, they can help you get closer to that goal. 
And you said something really interesting there because you said even if we're using Facebook ads or social media ads, it leads back to your social media. So mm-hmm. if you don't have your social media in place, you could have just spent for what you could have hired somebody like you for to really get an effective lead or to get an effective ad. Because, you know, I think we all know, is it six or seven times that somebody has to see you? So if I take your advice and if our listeners take your advice, if you spend the money on one of these ads and your social media is mm, at best, how is that going to convert? So Maya, do you believe if you have a strong Instagram, that those can be conversions and they can work and convert leads because you're targeting your right client. Is that, is that your role as a manager, what you are driving your clients to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the main things that I drive is those website taps because on Instagram, you're able to track, you know, how many people are clicking on that link in your bio. So I'm able to see if the content's converting easily. Um, And I always tell my clients, you can use me, for example, I started my Instagram, what, last year in June, had zero followers. Now I'm at like 1,700 followers and all, pretty much all of my clients that I've had came directly through Instagram. All of them have been leads. And so that's how I say, you know, if you don't believe in it, that's great. But like, if you need like some proof, use me for an example. I didn't have an Instagram a year ago. I didn't even know what I was going to do a year right, ago. Right. And now I have my own business and all of my leads pretty much come from Instagram. So that's just that I believe you can do it. It takes strong content. It takes work. It takes consistency, but it's definitely possible. Well, that leads us to one of our questions. One of the, one of the um, listeners wrote in and said, There's so many people out there that are calling themselves Instagram coaches or social media managers. And when we go to their websites, there's nothing really there. Or Mm -hmm. like we just talked about, we go to your Instagram and you have like under 2000 followers. What makes you a professional and what makes somebody wanting to invest in you? How do you show your worth? How do you guys show people that you are a legit coach? And maybe even add to that, Maya, how do you suggest our listeners vet somebody to hire as a social media manager? So there are a few ways. I know a lot of people like look at social media managers, follower count too. And I always say, once again, like followers don't equal leads. They don't equal customers. So I always say, you know, don't look at that follower account because also as a social media manager, we fall off on our own social media too, because we're helping our clients try to meet their goals. So sometimes like that follower account may not be what you're expecting, but I think for me, what I try to do is build a relationship with anyone who I feel is like my ideal client. And that is how I go about working with my clients too. I want them to build a relationship because I feel like if you can build that relationship, there's going to be trust already there. And they can say, oh, well, I know you well enough. I've seen what you do. Mm -hmm. I've heard about it. You've talked to me about it. I trust you with taking over and helping me. Um, So by you know, showing what you do behind the scenes. I try to show a lot of like what my process looks like. So they're actually seeing, okay, like this is what she's doing. And it's you doing it. And it's you doing it, not (laughs) somebody else. It's actually you doing it. Because I think that's part of the concern. People go, okay, so I'm going to go hire Maya, but is it really some robot doing something? I think that's where people get lost. And you are a prime example that you are actually showing people how to do something. So you're giving away free advice that you could charge for to establish that known like trust factor. And don't you agree? That's what we're all trying to do with small, especially small creative business owners. Yes, for sure. So I think, it, like I said, it has to, you have to build trust. Right. Um, and I always like one thing that I like to do, I send welcome messages to my new followers. It's not me trying to be salesy. I literally right. just want to get to know you and why did you follow me? Like, what do you love about my content? What pulled you in? Because I want to know like what's working. What do I need to post more? What information do you need? I'm ultimately like there first and foremost to serve you and to help you. And so, you know, whether you end up being a client down the road, that's awesome. But like my sole purpose in, you know, getting to know you isn't for you to like just be a client and I'm like just trying to sell to you. Right. Um, And I think that's also a fear is a lot of people are like, oh, when they see that message, it's like, oh, my goodness, she's trying to sell to me. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just want to get to know you. I just want to be your friend. (laughs) I I love that. So listeners, she actually will send a DM saying, hey, thanks for following me. If there's anything I can help you, let me know. My gosh, how simple is that one tip? And granted, if we all could do that. So now let's fast forward and we'll go back to you. But on that point, 
If you were somebody's social media manager, would you be the one that would be going to somebody's DM and asking? Because that's, I think a lot of people get scared. My voice would get lost. If you're the one taking over, how do you sound like me, Maya? How, how do you engage and, and, and engage and build that known like trust if the person doesn't know it's me or they know it might be a social media manager? How do you think we should uh, work on that? Okay. So I'm going to try to answer both of those questions. So when it comes to like DMs and like, if I was to send a welcome message from a client, I either have them record a like voice message. So it's their voice and I just send it to them. Um, or we will craft a message, like a text message together. So it sounds like them, it has everything that they want to say in, say in it, and I will send it to them that way. Um, so that's how I handle those DMs. In terms of like making sure that you know, I am talking in your voice and it sounds like you. There are a few ways that I do it. I know there's different social media managers that do it differently. But first and foremost, whenever you fill out a lead form with me, I ask you, like, how would you describe your personality in like three adjectives? First and foremost, I want to know, like, who are you? Like, what do you feel like you act like and different things like that. So I know if we connect, I know if we vibe, I know if it's going to work out. Um, And then I can honestly kind of see that when we get on our call which is why I always prefer face-to-face call just so I can get a feel for your personality um and so that's one way two I ask like a whole bunch of questions about your brand and your brand voice whenever we work together that way um once again I can go back to that and I have that whenever I write content so I know okay this is the type of tone you want to talk in I know how you would answer I know you know what words you typically say um, all the time whenever you're responding to comments I think also one thing that I do as well is that that's also different is I use clubhouse to my advantage right a lot of my clients tend to be on clubhouse so I can listen to your voice, I can listen. I'm like, okay, these are words that she uses a lot. These are things that she refers to a lot. Um, I know one of my past clients, um, she was on Clubhouse. I listened to several of her Clubhouses. I listened to her IG lives. I listened to her Instagram stories. I looked through her um, her comments and how she responded. And I realized that she likes to use the word boo a lot. So like right. she calls, she's like, be like, yeah, boo, or like so proud of you or whatever. Or she'll say yes, girl, a lot. Um, and so from that, I'm like, okay, I can kind of feel, I feel her vibe. I can write based off of just that little piece of information. So it, it really, you really have to find a social media manager who's going to take the time to like delve into, you know, who you are and your brand voice. Um, and so that's just how I do it. I've had run, I have run into situations where they're like, oh, well, I want to change that. Um, but I think for me as well, when it comes to writing copy, you you want to work with someone who you trust, first and foremost. Right. If you can't trust them, then you're going to be micromanaging everything that they write. And I was in that situation. I was like, okay, well, you know, you said you wanted this and I'm giving that to you and we're seeing results, but you're still having me change everything. And I end up letting that client go just because, you know, it wasn't working, which is fine. Right. But you have to be able to trust the, your whoever you're working with and making sure that they are going to do their best to write. Like you might take, you know, a month. It it might not work, you know, it might not click in their brains the first few times, which is why I always say, if you don't like it, you know, tell me, give me your feedback. I want your feedback. Um, That way, as I write and as I get adjusted, I can make those tweaks um, and it becomes easier to write. But you have to be able to trust that social media manager um, and whoever you're working with, because I'm not a person who's going to tiptoe around feelings. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's just me. I'm going to give it to you straight. Um, of course, I take and consider, um, take into consideration other people's feelings. But you know, if I, I'm a real person, so I just give it to you. Well, it's valuable. It's just like all of us. You know, right. there's red flags that go up when we're going to hire. We're going to still talk a little bit about the wedding industry. But there's red flags up when clients come, and mm-hmm. we don't like it when clients have hired us, but then don't let us do our job. Like, right. like for me, you hire me, don't give me 75 pages of photos to take. I mean, I, I kind of know the photos. to t- I don't need you to tell me, make sure you get a photo of the bride and me and my dad walking down the aisle. Do you not think that should be a prerequisite? But don't you think I should know that? <laughs> so right. we, we need to hire people that are doing the opposite of what we do. 
That's why mm-hmm. we want to hire people. Like we need to hire you because social media isn't our strength, right? And so mm-hmm. that's another hot seat question for you is how do you determine when somebody really needs to get a social media manager from, mm-hmm. from again, from your lens, when is it time? Is it time when somebody is totally lost and doesn't know what they're doing? Or is it when they're ready to sell a course or they have something new to say, when is the right time? And then to let it all go with you and to let you take over. And then the part two of that would be, it's going to take a couple months because you sit down and do these really in-depth discovery calls, but like Mm -hmm. anything else, it's not going to happen overnight. And you mentioned that. So when is it time and about how long does it take to get in a good groove where the, where the client, your client can start seeing a result on their Instagram? Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, what was the first question? It literally just slipped my mind. I was about to respond. I was like, wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> no, like, when, when do you think it's the right time? When do okay. we think we need to get one? Yeah. Um, so that's actually a really good question. I get this a lot too. Um, because I feel like people in the beginning of their business, they like, oh, well, I'm doing so many things. Like, do I need one? I think when it comes to hiring a social media manager, first, you have to make sure that you are financially prepared Mm. um, because hiring a social media manager is an investment. And also with social media management still being a new career path, a lot of people still are like, oh, well, like, here's my budget. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but I may not be the social media manager for you, or we can work together differently um, starting off. So if you are, I always say, if you are in the process of scaling or have already scaled your business and you are really looking to step into that CEO shoes and focus on your money-making activities, you know, like social media is not your thing, or you know that you don't have the time for it and you know, and you know that you know the value of your time, Mm -hmm then that is probably when you want to start looking for a social media manager, because at that point, you know what you like your brand identity, you know who your ideal client is, you know that this is probably not something that you need to be doing and you can just hand off because you have 50 bajillion other things that you need to be doing. Um, And so that's kind of how I go about it. There's other ways to work with social media managers if you are not there yet. Um, So like I have an Instagram revamp where, you know, Maybe you can't, you know, hire me to do social media with full time. That's fine. I have no problem with that. So I have other options for you. Um, so for if you're just starting off, you know, you might want to work with someone on like one off service um, or if you can afford something that a little bit more where it's like monthly, but not full social media management, maybe like consulting or something of that sort, right. that might be a good route to go. And then if you are already in the process of scaling, you know, you have, you know, the money that you can put into it, you know, that it's not going to happen like in a day, then that's when you need to start looking at hiring a social media manager. And I think that goes into that second part of the question when I said it takes a while. So what I heard you say was, you know, if I, if I know I'm just getting the same results, like if I'm just happy with my Instagram and it's going along, but let's be honest, I'm not converting any leads. It Mm -hmm. might be time that I do something else. Like if I really want Instagram to be a lead generator, I need to change something. I mean, I can have all the followers in the world, but if they're not converting and buying anything, it's a fan base thing, right? So if I heard you correctly is if I've scaled and and I have the opportunity to have other people on my team that can bring money in, this is the time to expand and get a social media manager because the word gets out, you can do more things. I have more people to do those jobs. So the money will come. But if I'm if I'm kind of brand new and I don't know really what I do, I love the fact that you have a revamp. Like maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm like, okay, maybe I think my Instagram's okay, but it's not converting. And I didn't until this episode really think that that I could be a lead magnet. So I love the fact mm-hmm. that they can come to you and just say, hey. So I heard just reach out and ask a question. And you are honest enough to say through your discovery calls, I'm a good fit for you. I'm not like any other business. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I heard you say was, how do we know how much a social media person is? I mean, there's no, but that, isn't that the wedding industry, Maya? I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. no set for anything. So I love that. So, you know, how much money is it going to cost? How much time is it going to take? Dive mm-hmm. into those two things. We talked a little bit about the money, but how much time do you think it takes to really start seeing a return on investment? Mm-hmm. 
So I always say it depends on where your social media account is when you hire a social media manager. Some are like more well off. Some of them like need some extra loving care. Um, So Mm -hmm. I always say that first three months, because I do work on a monthly um, retainer and most social media managers do, um, that first three months is like getting down that strategy. So it's testing to see what resonates with your audience. This is the type of content that they like. Um, You know, this is what's, you know, pulling in those website tabs or followers, whatever it may be. I'm looking at those analytics. I'm doing a deep dive, trying to see what's working for you. Um, And I also like hate use the word train, but you also have to train your audience to, you know, get to know you, to Mm -hmm. see your content consistently, to engage with you in a way that you want them to. So that three months is, that's really your getting, your audience is getting to know you. Like I said, it just kind of depends on where your account is when I, whenever you work with a social media manager. Um, I will say that most of my clients do see growth within those first three months, but once we get into like the six months and the nine months and the year, that's when you're really starting to see like some impressive growth and those leads consistently coming in because they've been following you. They see that you're being consistent. Yep. They, they're accustomed to seeing you show your face and talk to them. They're accustomed to, you know, you writing content that resonates with them. And they're like, oh my goodness, this relates to me. And that's when we start to see it. And it ultimately goes back to, you know, that marketing rule of seven, you know, it takes seven times at least like minimum for someone to choose, okay, I'm going to move forward and working with you. I'm going to go a different route. And being consistent on social media takes time. And the more that you're consistent, the more that they hear your offer, then, you know, you're helping them move along that cycle. Um, And I think another big thing that also um, influences like your ROI when it comes to social media is the, your sales cycle, right? Wedding, the wedding industry, whatever, if you're a photographer, a planner, a designer, those are big investments. So your sales cycle is going to be a lot longer, which means that your social media conversion time is going to be a lot longer. So that's also something you have to take in consideration whenever you're working with a social media manager and you want to see results is, okay, like my investment is big. It's, it's big. So that means it might take a little bit of time for people to move through my sales cycle. Um, so they're directly correlated. And that's something that you also need to keep in mind whenever you're thinking about hiring a social media manager. Well, yeah, because think about it. If you've, if you've been on social media for six or seven months and you've never said to somebody, go to comments and get my latest thing or go to my link and buy. And all of a sudden you have a call to action and you might not even know what a call to action is. Your, your audience is kind of like, I just go there to get motivation or I just go to see a pretty picture. Oh, wait, right. they're asking me to do something. So it's going to take that process and that and that to go. And I love that fact. And that's one of the questions that that came in for our listeners is, is consistency or content more important? Or do you think we have to do both of them? It's both. They they all work together. They all work together. So if you're being consistent, but like it's not the content that you're putting out isn't resonating with, you know, whoever your ideal client is, they're not going to engage with it. They're going to keep scrolling. They're going to scroll past it. It's not going to be it's not going to convert. So I always say like it's the three of them, the engagement, consistency, content, all of those, they tie in together because if you're consistent and you create good content, then you're going to see engagement, right? Because people are going to tell you, oh my goodness, I relate to this or like, LOL, that's so funny or whatever it is, or, oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Where is this location at? Um, I saw, I was like doing engagement the other day and I had commented on um, a post and I saw someone else comment and they're like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. Where's this location? The, the person who was a wedding planner told them where the location was. And she said, okay, I'm going to, I need to contact you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it took that pretty picture and it took that content and the consistency of them posting for them to like ask them a question and then be like, okay, I'm going to contact you. And so they all work hand in hand, especially if you think about the algorithm and how the algorithm works. Um, you know, it runs off of engagement and consistency. So it rewards you when they see you're being consistent and you're being, or people are engaging with your content and you are engaging back. 
you have to give engagement to see engagement. So nice. um, they all work together. There's no one's better than the other. You got to <laughs> do all three. You got to do all three. <laughs> well, and I love the fact that I hope listeners, I hope you're hearing that she keeps talking back about the algorithm and this and all the stats and the analytics. So she really is taking all this into your, she's looking at you and all these things that are going to help get your brand message and your voice out there that you're not probably looking at because let's face it, wedding and professionals, that's the non-sexy side of what we do, right? We don't care about that. So a hot seat question for you, mm-hmm. reels, lives, feeds, where mm-hmm. are we getting the best bang for a buck? And do we need to be doing these things every single day? Cause I heard you say consistency. So it's consistent every day, every other day, once a week, what is it, but where, what coming from Maya's view, where do we need to be showing up on social media? I will say it depends on your goals, right? Every piece of content relates back to your goals and they all have to be intentional and strategic. If you're trying to reach a wider audience, trying to go your following, I'm going to say Reels because we know Reels has quick reach. It has a long shelf life. You, My Reels can take off anywhere from right now to like a week, two weeks, three weeks later, you know, wow. like it has a long shelf life. So it, it ultimately depends on what your goals are. Can you grow without reels? Absolutely. You don't have to be doing them. Um, but video content is important right now. And I will say, I always like video content because it helps to build a parasocial relationship with whoever your audience is. Um, and it's different than just seeing a picture, right? They are actually hearing your voice or they're seeing you. They're seeing you move. They're seeing your personality through whatever you're doing. And that helps to build that like, know, and trust factor, which is why I'm like, if you don't want to do reels, that's fine. But you need to have some type of video content throughout your feed, whether that's you're doing lives or you're hopping on your Instagram stories daily, it needs to be something there. Um, but in regards to, you know, which one you should be doing, it, it ultimately depends on your goals. So I, I can't say, I can't right. say unless I know what your goals are. Exactly. No, I love that. So, so again, a content manager doing all this is mm-hmm. not part of what a social media manager does, right? We need, they need to have somebody to create these reels or do them themselves and sit down and have a, a content day in order to give you something to do, right? Because now let's talk about the steps of working with Maya. Mm-hmm. How do you get the information? How do I know what content? You're going to help me build that plan. And then you're going to say to me, here's the content I want to talk about after you listen to our goals. But are you actually using those words? Are you using the photos? Or do I have to sit here and now feed you everything? So I still have to give you all the work, but then you just post it. Maybe talk about the process, how you do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a really big concern because people are like, you know, why should I hire a social media manager if I have to give you everything? And that's just not true. Um, if you're hiring a social media manager that where you have to give them everything, you might want to run (laughs) 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 or it's probably a red flag so um in terms of like reels and how that works is it ultimately depends on of course like what package you choose if you're working with me but I will give like my clients just because I, I like to give if you say hey like I need some real ideas I will literally send you like five like text messages worth of real ideas and you have fun you create them Um, And so, like I said, it depends on packaging, but if you're like looking for strategy as a social media manager, that's something I offer. I'm like, okay, once a month, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about all the reels that you need to create and what, like why we're creating them, like what's the intention and strategic, um, you know, posting schedule or whatever that may be like behind them. We're going to talk about that and I'm going to be like, okay, you go create them. I need them back by this date. I'm going to edit them for you. I'm going to make sure all the text, the caption, hashtags, everything else is done. And I make sure it gets posted. Wow. Um, so like the reels process is a little bit different from yeah. actual, like just content creation in general. But um, you helped me get that, right? Because what I heard you say was you sent me a list and said, hey, if this is your goal, you need to go out and get somebody or create these things. And then you bring it back to me. So the fact that you're also helping me grow my business because you're getting to know me, mm-hmm. that's a role. Yeah. If, if I'm stuck for content, you are going to help say, hey, listen, based on this information I got from you, this is where I hear you need to be going. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're giving a list out that we have to go create it. My gosh, that is just such a weight off somebody's shoulders right there because you've just told me what to go do. I need to just trust and go do it. So I love yeah. that. 
Yes. Um, and so in terms of just creating like regular content, I always ask just for, you know, just put all your images in a Google Drive folder. That's all you have to do. Right, <laughs> That's right. all you have to do. You, there is no, oh, well, like I need you to send me or write this caption and put it all together. No, I just need you to send all the images to me and I will pick the best ones out of there. I will write the caption and everything else. Like that's all you have to do. I have had some clients who have preferred to select their pictures out. Um, and that tends to be like my photographer clients because sure. they're like, they notice little different things that I might not see. Like, sure. oh, they're like, oh, well the angle's off or like there's a shadow and I'm like, shadow where? Like it right, looks right, amazing. Right. <laughs> Right. So some of my photographers do choose to like pick out the pictures and then they'll just load them into whatever scheduling um, app that they're using. Typically I use plan only um, and then, but that's all they have to do. So it's still just giving me those images. I'm creating all the captions and everything else and then they approve it and then it gets scheduled and it goes out. Um, so if you're having a social media manager saying like they need all these extra things from you, that's a red flag. You shouldn't do be doing right. any of the content creation. Absolutely not um it should just all be on that social media manager to create that content for you right because you should be out going i can record some videos or i can record some lives but then that just needs to go to you but again the fact that you're giving me the idea and the concept and well that was one of the other things too it, it's like you know if, if if you're scheduling all these things can i still come in once in a while and go oh and answer as well or is that taken away from me and you're the only one that gets to talk with engagement Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to engagement, I always tell my clients, you know, feel free to go live whenever you want to feel free to go um, and hop on your Instagram stories whenever you want to. And of course, answer your DMs, answer comments, whatever, any of that stuff. It does not it does not affect the strategy. One thing that I do tell them is please do not post without letting me know or right. if it's something that's urgent that needs to go out, then let me know and we can discuss it. But and when it comes to posting, I try to tell them, hey, like, don't post without me or like if it, need, it really needs to be done then I need to do it just because I've had times where like a picture will go out and I'm like it messes up you know the aesthetic of the feed and I want to make sure that you have the right hashtags going that you're not just posting to post because okay cool you want to introduce this couple but like that's great. You just gave them their names. Like, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like what, like there's more to that. I want every piece of content that goes out to be intentional. So I always say like, if it's urgent, then let me know. We'll talk about it. And I, if you need to post it, then I'll give you what you need to make sure that it's right. right. But I just don't want content to just randomly go be going out and it has nothing to do with any of your goals or it's not going to help you get anywhere. And I'm just sitting there looking at it like, well, yeah, because that's what we hired you. It's like, and, and as you said, you sit down and say, hey, this is what we're working on. So if right. I know for the next 30 days, this is what you're working on. And I might have got some award. If I just went and posted in between, you might have been on part two of a something. And it doesn't make sense. But you we also know we need to say, oh, I just won this. That's a simple five second thing to you. And then you post it where it was relevant and it comes through. Plus, I wouldn't want to grab the same photo. And then you have the same photo that posted next day. Again, giving you the reins to do your expertise and what we do. You brought up hashtags. One of the questions is, what's the deal with all these hashtags? Should we be <laughs> following hashtags? And do you know anything about this new? We don't need 30 hashtags anymore. What's your take on that? Yeah, so I recently just finished a study with like six other social media managers. We all together, um, each week we did a different amount of hashtags and we tested them out to see what we felt was best. And at the end of the day, it really just depends on your account. Um, so some, for some people, the all 30 worked on different types of content. For some people, the seven to 15 worked. Some people, the three to five, it really just right. depends. Um, there's a lot that goes into hashtag um, and like what to use and the research behind them between your engagement rate. So like how many people are engaging with your content in general. Um, how relevant the hashtags are to your account um and that's why it's so like <laughs> there's so many things that go into it so when people are like how many should i be using i'm like i don't know i gotta do some looking i gotta do some digging to see um but i personally i just tend to vary my hashtags i haven't really seen much of a difference between the three to five the seven to 15 and the 30 um, so I just make sure that whatever hashtags I use, they are relevant. I make sure that they are in my caption and not in the comments anymore. 
um, right. because they're they're now being searched as keywords. So they're in the caption. And I just make sure they're relevant to my content. Um, I do use a software that helps me out in that process a little bit more. Um, so I'm able to see like what hashtags ranked on particular posts and how many times it ranked, how many hours it spent ranking, all those things. Um, so that's kind of helpful. And I also use it for my clients as well. So I'm able to see, okay, maybe I need to be using these more than some other ones. Yeah. Um, so it really just depends. It, I'm it, saying that's it's key. a lot. You're, again, it yeah. goes back to getting to know your client because you're going to put relevant hashtags. So, you know, again, it goes back to our hashtags should be things that are searchable. So if to write that you're a destination wedding photographer, what does that really mean? I mean, it's like, what is that? I mean, do you, are you leaving the country to go do something? I mean, say where you're a wedding photographer at. This is one of my pet peeves. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, I, I want to do dive into a few things. I, I want you to give our listeners three of your top, top tips mm-hmm. and, and, and give it to me as I know you will, because I know your heart behind it. Three things that they can do on their own, but then three things. So you're going to give me two lists of three, three things they can do on their own to help them grow their Instagram, but then to help them get ready to hire somebody like you. So give us two sets of three, my friend. Okay. Um, so three things to help you do your social media on your own is one content batching. So I know it's like busy season for everyone right Mm -hmm. now. And people are taking like hiatuses. I haven't seen people on social media in months. And I'm like, engagement season is around the corner. And if the last post you made was like back in May, that's going to be a problem for most people that are coming to you and looking at your social media. So one, make sure that your content batching, if you have to take you know, a particular day out of the week where you're going to say, okay, today I'm going to batch two weeks worth of content. And you pick out all your pictures, right? All your captions, right? All your hashtags, you put into a scheduler and you don't ever have to think about it ever again. That is one of the biggest and most simplest things that you can do to help save you time. Um, And you're not having to think, oh my goodness, did I post today? When was the last time I posted? Do I need to like, say something or let people know I'm alive, (laughs) whatever that is, that is a big saving grace right there. Um, Two is to be consistent, like we've talked about, um, you know, throughout this um, chat today is being consistent. People want to know that you are there for them. And I think also people forget that not everybody is ready to buy or like work with you the minute they follow you. So being consistent and having them see, you know, your content, it could be a year, you know, maybe someone's following you, they've been discussing getting married, and maybe, you know, he hasn't popped the question yet, or she hasn't popped the question yet, whatever that may be, you know, in a year's time, they might be ready. And so boom, now they're ready, and they you've been nurturing them, and they've been seeing that consistency. Um, and so and people could be sharing your stuff too. So, you know, yeah. somebody might know that somebody's going to be getting married or be planning a wedding. And if they're following area vet wedding pros, you know how many times that that's really being shared or somebody's copying that just because we don't see it. So I love that consistently show up authentically yourself too. Mm-hmm. So on that, Absolutely. would you add every once in a while, add something in that you're doing, like add something in like, Oh, today I'm doing this. And I will, I'll, I'll put you on the hot seat a little bit. Is it okay to say, Oh my gosh, we're just really busy Instagram. We're love all our couples right now. We'll be back with some, all so many photos. Is it okay to say yes. that? Yes, it is. Okay. And I think lastly is just to like be yourself um, and show your personality. I think that is one of the best ways to vet or, to see if you want to work with someone before they even hop on a call with you. If you are showing your face, they're showing your personality, you're showing what you like to do. Like um, if you are doing something really fun that you think relates to your ideal client and show that because that's what people like people buy from people. And I think so many people get caught up in like, Oh, I just need to post pretty pictures. Like, no, we want to see you. We want to see like, do you drink coffee or tea in the morning? Like what's your favorite show to binge watch right now? What did you go to the pumpkin patch? Are you doing something for, for Halloween? Like all of those things is what people enjoy seeing. So definitely share that. Don't be afraid to share it. If you're like, Oh my goodness, like, should I share it? You know, you can always ask, you can ask me or 
any other social right. media manager you may know. Um, but I think just sharing bits and pieces that you're comfortable with so that you're able to show your personality on social media is a big way to like vet like your clients without having to hop on a call. Um, and it just shows who you are and people love to see that. They love well, you know, And you know, you said a while ago, like we're all so busy. The number of times I see photographers post hey, I'm going to go do this. Then they come back, Maya, and they say, hey, a client, and they'll post their email. They're like, this client just said, oh, you went to the pumpkin patch, but my wedding images aren't finished. I mean, mm. it's like, number one, I'm going to tell you that was the wrong client to book anyway. But number <laughs> two, it's, it's we're trying to be ourselves, but I think also everybody's so afraid to say they're overwhelmed. And I, mm. I think they want to scare off other clients. But I think what you're saying and what I firmly believe is, hey, today I'm going to do this. Just like you want to do this, I'm doing this today. Or I just got done telling you, I just did three weddings in a row. I'm not bragging or boastful. I know wedding pros go, oh, I don't want to say I just did three weddings in a row. It sounds boastful. I think mm -hmm. we just have to be ourselves. Yeah, just sure. I'm going to post what I feel like posting. I just did three weddings. I'm grateful. Then if you're off three weeks, who cares? But don't worry. That so I think we're so worried that somebody's going to say literally or take literally what we're posting. And then let's face it, there's so much smoke and mirrors on Instagram anyway. How do you really know? Right. So but thank right. you for saying that. So now three things that they can do to get ready to hire you. Mm -hmm. So three things that you can do to get ready is one, write down your goals like your big goals, not your little tiny goals or not like your surface level goals, write down your big goals. Where do you want to take your business? Um, so know those goals. And, and I know that goal is, is a goal really, I would like to get to 10,000. So I have all the cool things. Do you think that's a realistic goal? No. What <laughs> no. do you want I mean, to do with those 10,000 people, right? Right. <laughs> it's great. But like, is it necessary? No, like you don't need like all that. Um, so know your goals for sure know who your ideal client is and I think that is one of the biggest things I can stress to anyone because I get all the time I'm like okay well who's your ideal client um I don't know and if you don't know then I can't I can't right, help you right, right. <laughs> all the really questions you hard. can ask won't lead me to the right ideal client right right it's not it makes it very hard on, the, on your social media manager if you don't know because then we're trying to figure out what their pain points are for you what their struggles are where they typically like to hang out like all those things that needs to be information that you know um and of course like that's going to help you whenever you're building new offers or whatever, you're redoing your branding, whatever that could be. But it's really important because also I see a lot of people do really well on social media, but then the website may not look as great as your social media. And so that there can be a dis disconnection there. There needs to, everything needs to be connected, right? So if I'm on your social media, the same way that I speak on social media, it needs to be the same way that you speak on your website. It needs to be the same way that you speak in your emails. It all has to flow. And that's another thing to touch on consistency too. It doesn't mean just posting consistently. It means being consistent in, you know, your brand voice. It means being consistent in talking to other people and networking. It doesn't just mean, you know, being consistent in posting. It could be being consistent in showing up on your Instagram stories daily. So that's also something. And let me see one more thing to prepare you. I think also is to do your research. So mm -hmm. if you know that you want to work with a social media manager or you have a few in mind, do your research on them. Um, you know, take the time to talk to them, get to know them. Um, because I've had, you know, clients also come to me saying, hey, I know I had talked to you, and but I decided to go with someone else and that person didn't end up working out. So now I'm back. Mm -hmm. um, so well, I, I think ask, I think, I think when you scroll to people's Instagram, say, hey, are you doing this or is somebody else doing it? Because I like it. And mm -hmm. it doesn't always mean you're going to be available because you're, you know, you got, you don't take 10,000 clients and you yeah. don't take every <laughs> client, right? You take right. your ideal client, right? Mm hmm. So I think doing your research, vetting them, making sure that, you know, this is someone that you trust. And I'll even throw in a bonus one. If you know that you are very particular, mm -hmm. you need to work on not micromanaging. If you know, and I know for a lot of people that's so hard because they're very particular at how they like things done. Yeah, if you have to like start letting an assistant kind of step in to kind of like ease you off of that that's going to be super helpful as well because as a social media manager I have to be able 
to do my job and you have to be able to trust me to do my job. And if you're micromanaging that person, it's going to be really hard for them to write that content. It's going to be really hard because that's also another thing. You hired me because what you were doing either wasn't working or you didn't have time to do it. So you have to trust me to do what you hired me to do. Um, And so that's just also something to take into consideration. No, I love that. And those are absolutely wonderful tips. So now I want to I want to sort of wrap up. What's next for you, Maya Neal? What do you have going on? I know we're getting a new website. You're doing some new branding. Maybe mm-hmm. share, you know, what, it's keeping you motivated. And I'm so proud of you for, you know, and if listeners, you heard her story. She didn't even want to start down this path and look <laughs> at where she is now. She is really literally somebody that a lot of us go to, you know, for advice. And I want you all to hire her. You know, I, I eventually, when I get to the, when I'm ready at my next stage and Maya knows I have a few things to do on my list. She is my person and she's helped me tremendously clean up my Instagram right now on my speaking side. So what's next for you? What has you excited? What are you working on? And just, you know, what's keeping you motivated so you can motivate the rest of us to, to hire you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think also one thing that people forget is like I'm human just like everyone else I go through slow seasons too mm-hmm. and for a while I was feeling like very unmotivated because I wasn't reaching like my goals and where I wanted to be and I was like man like how can I make this better for myself and I was like you know what I'm going to use this time that I have to actually work on my business instead of in my business yeah. or you know I'm going to you know start my rebrand because everything I had done up to this point had been done by me. I have like a little bit of graphic design experience, which is like cool, but I was like, no, like I want it to look and feel like a certain way. So I've been taking this time to rebrand. I'm super excited about it. Um, The website is getting started, actually got started yesterday. So I'm super excited to see when that's going to be finished. Um, And hopefully I'll be able to roll it out, you know, here either in late December or January 2022 or mm-hmm. not 2022. What am I oh no, it will be 2022. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's, what's next year? January, 2022. Um, there'll also be a new service coming as well, just to kind of help, um, between, you know, social media management, if you can't afford that right now, and that way you have another option there to help you. Um, so that'll be something super special for everyone. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. And also like, taking downtime to breathe. (laughs) Um, I'm always on the go. So like, I'm really just trying to, you know, take care of myself right now make sure, you know, I'm good before busy season comes swarming in. So. (laughs) Well, and and saying yes to things like this and showing up on Clubhouse, you know, I know there's been a lot lately about Clubhouse, you know, being dead or whatever, but I think you and I agree that if, if there is an outlet to speak or share our talents or able to serve, we should do that, right? Mm-hmm. And and let's face it, Clubhouse is just our time that we devote. But if you make those connections and you're meeting those people, I would I would probably have met, met you down the path. But if it would have been a, a pandemic, I probably wouldn't have. And then because of the pandemic, right. we have Clubhouse. And so we've met. And now I'm able to share you and you're able to share yourself. But I want the listeners to also hear on there that, that you yourself, you know, were feeling, you know, unmotivated, that you weren't booking where you, they're your goals. And what did you need to do? And so you knew you needed to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got to hire a social media person is to make changes. And so you yourself knew you need to make changes. And I think you also sort of say that you need a website that goes along with it. It can't just be social media, right? Right. So I mm-hmm. hope that everybody's taken away. Anything you want to leave, a little tip, a little trick, any offers, anything you want, anything you want these listeners to do to get to know you better, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you can always follow me on social media at Elise Creative Management. I'm always on Clubhouse as well. Um, and if you have questions, I'm all, my door or my DMs, I guess I should say, <laughs> are yeah. always open. Um, I'm always there, you know, helping. And I, I have no problem with, you know, giving help when needed. Um, and I think it's just to, with engagement season around the corner, you know, make sure you start getting on top of things. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my goodness, I need to do this. Right. There's so many things, but engagement season is a really crucial season. And so you want to make sure that if you're not already showing up, that you start to get showing up and start, you know, nurturing those leads because you don't want them to go cold and we want them to, you know, be able to see you and be able to make that right. decision. Couples want to know that you have dates available. Even if you don't say that you're ready to book, right? Because right. you never know who might call you, but I mean, that's the point. Show up, even say, Hey, now scheduling 2022 weddings, even if you have one or two dates, just put it out there to keep that consistent so somebody sees it. 
Well, Maya, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I, I know our listeners are learning things. You're always so insightful. You're wise beyond your years, my friend. And, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate our social friendship that we're growing. And uh, I can't wait to keep introducing you to more people. So thank you for joining us. I, I'll see you and hear you on Clubhouse. Everybody, you'll have all the links in the show notes, how to get a hold of Maya and do ask her a question and just see, I guarantee you, she can help you in one way or the other. And if she can't, she's honest and will help you do things because she's right about sending you a little DM. She sent me something about Bobby. You were talking about mentoring or coaching. Here's some things I found out. And I loved that she took the time to do that. So listeners, enjoy this episode. I know you took some good notes. Reach out and let Maya know you appreciate it. And as always, until next time, go out, remember that you are fabo just the way that you are, and you are needed in this industry and in this world because there's only one of you and you're the secret sauce. And with Maya's help, the rest of the world across Instagram will know how fabo you are. So <laughs> till next time, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Bye, me. I'll talk to you later. Have a great, great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information about today's show, check out the show notes on the BFABO blog at bobbybrinkman.com. Along with some offers for our listeners, you'll also find information about how to work with Bobby as a coach, a speaker, or for workshops. She'd love to collaborate with you. Oh, and don't forget, subscribe to the podcast to keep motivation coming to your earbuds. BFABO. Be